0: with the corruption already in the universe this whole time. And they just discovered it and found a way mm-hmm. to uh, become one with it and spread it or be able to be, be immune to it in, in a way so that it doesn't completely take over their ability of self-control. We understand now a little bit more about the timeline of events. This took the, the, the Exodus to Sanctus happened as a result of the harbingers and the corruption and everything spreading and then the races were very torn apart and fighting and very futile at first over resources and just their own basic survival as is we see in our own world but then they slowly started to come together a bit now this happened apparently over the course of about four thousand years what we the big piece that we didn't know before is the why did they come back to vera they were taking the time to rebuild the light packs what i see from this As players, we are all entering the world as a member of the Light Pact.
1: It was a swift act of consequence as the Pathfinders quickly cut down the beings who seemed to manifest themselves through these sets of enchanted armor. As they each cut down these animated creatures, they could hear faint echoes of voices that seemed to bridge the gap between the material plane and somewhere else. Their shrieks were truly echoes beyond into the past, present and future. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder i'm your host phoenix also known as Smorg. i'm joined today by our returning pathfinders So welcome back daedalus
2: hello everyone
1: also welcome back half tilt
2: hello
0: everybody
1: now friends this might be a bit of a how can i how can i best put this i'm a little sleepy today <laughs> We'll discuss that if you're kind of going, why would you be so tired, Sim? Put a pin in it, friends. We'll come right back to it. First, got to give a big shout out to the home of this podcast over at asheshq.com, the community curated website for Ashes of Creation. Also, a shout out to all of the Imperial Flames, which are the supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, and Patreon. Thank you so much, friends, for keeping this community's flames bolstering greater week after week. Now, in typical form if you'd like to leave a call in message you can call into 1539-664-6801 it's been a while since we've had one of those would definitely welcome any messages from the ashes fam and fellow pathfinders also on itunes we are looking to get those review ratings up so if you go over there and leave us a review five stars would be greatly appreciated let us know how we're doing uh leave a message for the show comments will be read right here live um and you can go find that over at our twitter which is at ashes pathfinder on twitter pinned right to the top of our profile you will see all of the links to all of our podcast places friends and that's where you can go to get that information to do so if you wish let's see here unpin it pin it now i guess the first i got an hq announcement so over at ashes hq we're kind of getting things up and running i got some help i got some hands on deck to help me keep things in order so mm. We are getting things rolling again after a you know brief respite had to had to work on some things, in my own world. but we do have a new game guide up on social organizations. It's a brief overview of social orgs, so you can go check it out. You'll find it um, over on the social organizations page. you also find it on Ash's HQ on YouTube. <clears throat> so check out asheshq.com hQ.com or our YouTube to catch up on that. Now. I guess we could catch up on another week, right? But I'm, I'm just going to kind of scrap what we've been up to this week. We usually catch up with the cast. We usually catch up on things that have been going on. I don't know, man. I'm feeling a little impatient. Why am I tired? Well, I helped last night. We talked about it previously. Oh, you know, I plan on getting more sleep for this event. Um, I, I think I've done a horrible job at that before. I think this year takes the cake for me if I'm gonna be really honest. Um, So, as we talked about last week, Saturday to Sunday, right, was the 24 hour live stream from Intrepid Studios for uh, the Extra Life charity they do every year. Um, They did another great year. And uh, we'll talk briefly about that as well. uh, Here in just a little bit, we're gonna hit on some other things first, but I did do some, uh, you know, uh, commentary slash judging. Uh, of their Minecraft competition during the uh, very early hours of the morning, and Sim didn't get enough sleep for that. Um, that's all I can really say about that. Uh, with my best efforts, I epically failed. And uh, uh, Dragon Ass would be a vast understatement of how I felt during that. But the beautiful part is that you can tell exactly when I wasn't as tired anymore, or that I guess delirium sort of kicked in because it was towards the end, and I start saying funny shit when I'm like, woo, you know what I mean? so that's kind of what happened so you got the entertaining part of me for probably the most important part of it um which is kind of a good thing um yeah well i'll talk about that a little bit a little bit here in a bit but uh yeah uh, i don't know what else to say gentlemen how the hell have you been doing
2: yeah doing all right i i too um am guilty (laughs) of uh not so much sleep uh I I did try to catch most of the the stream and it was definitely entertaining. I I caught the tail end of the Minecraft segment, but from uh, from what I did see, it was it was uh quite a good time. Oh yeah, <laughs> very dynamic, as they say. It, it really
1: was. I I would say this year vastly um, overly entertained compared to last year. Not to put last year down, but this year was some fun. It was some fun. It was uh not what you would expect, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Half tilt, how about you, man?
0: Man, I'm good. It's good. it's been a long weekend. I, yeah. I got a bit of sleep last night. Um, not a lot, but that's not the norm. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to catch really any of the live stream though. I've been it's been a very, mm-hmm. very busy weekend of just real life stuff. So how yeah. much time to sit down and chill, but man, I'm so happy to hear it went off well. I'm I was super stoked to see that they exceeded their goal for donations and just the general vibe that I've, I've been reading and hearing around the community is just, yeah, people were entertained. They had fun watching the show this year, and that's awesome. That, what more could we ask for? Plus, plus, things happened. Take it away. <laughs>
1: and that's your cue, Sim. Tell us all about the shenanigans that then ensued. No, wait for it. No, actually, you know what? Let's not wait for it. I was like, let's do things in a specific order today. F it, we're going we're gonna to just go with it because, quite frankly, friends, I probably don't have the mental capacity to be super organized today, if I'm going to be really honest. <laughs> is. I'm damn tired, y'all. I, I happily have to say I, I celebrated my anniversary with Mel. We've been together a year now, so it was a big day. Congrats. Had a great day with my family early on, but it was like, you know, when you've just like you know, great things, nothing but great things yesterday. But I was up much earlier than I normally am. Went into all the time spent together, hung out, you know, did our things, rolled right into the live stream, their their charity live stream, right? Hung out there and then went right into, you know, doing, doing the commentary and judging for that. And, uh, but we got, as expected, I guess, okay, the long and short of it is massive success, it looks like we ended with thirty-two, or sorry, thirty-four thousand as the uh, final uh, amount, you know, uh, raised. Their goal was, I think, was it originally fifteen k, or was it twenty twenty-five? It was 25K. twenty-five k. Okay, because I saw fifteen k on socials, but I'll, but the twenty-five k was the marker I saw. So it doesn't seem that they changed it. Then I just wanted to confirm that. Um, a lot of pathfinders here. Seriously, I I just got to say this. Okay. Last year we did a really great thing here. We, we did our own thing a day, a, a week ahead. We raised $10,000. It was great. I didn't have the capacity to do something like that this year. Right. Uh, I feel like the good thing is I could contribute some of my time to kind of, you know, help bridge that gap when that the devs were kind of catching up on sleep Poor Maggie doesn't get sleep or toast cause they, they, they didn't really get that. But I will say this, um, I I just a shout out to all of the pathfinders. We might've done our thing last year, but um, I saw so many of you all in the chat. I saw so many of you, all of you here who are are gathering around, you know, with this show, with this community, as part of the ashes fam, as fellow pathfinders. I saw so many of you donating your time, donating your financial resources to help the kids, uh, you know, via extra life and intrepid studios for the, Rady's Children's Hospital and, uh, you know, y'all, y'all did, y'all did me proud, man. I'm, I'm very proud of, uh, our Pathfinders and, and the Ashes of creation community for once again, delivering, um, on, you know, being a light in the darkness, man. I know I remember saying that last year and, uh, I just want to say, uh, from, from me to you all, like, thanks so much for your contributions, even though may not have been via me, I'm just want to say thank you because I'm proud of y'all. Um, so it's always very heartwarming to see all of you like contributing and doing what you can even if it wasn't financially and you were just there contributing your time to being part of it um you know it all counts man It, it all counts all the donations counted all of the time all of the chats and the comments in the chat counted all of your your minutes your hours your time spent there your sleeplessness you know to kind of help you know keep this moving and keeping the momentum there because that helps the developers when they're trying to keep going it helps everybody in the community stay engaged so everybody was there doing their part and it was just it was a very heartwarming um uh sort of scenario but i, I do have something to say to you all <clears throat> why are you laughing daedalus i don't understand why he, huh i, I, I don't you. know
2: i keep thinking thinking this phrase wait for it i, I don't know <laughs>
1: I was, like, in the middle of doing stuff and things, and then, Hids, I see you. I know Hids was one of the people who contributed, donated, and and was also saying something about Ninja Looter Sim. Oh, but if that wasn't enough, can we just talk about the introduction from Margaret, by the way, homie? <laughs> Although she had a very good point. She did, yeah, she was like, go ahead and introduce yourself. And so I introduced myself, talked about, you know, being a GM of virtue, Ash's Pathfinders, Ash's HQ, all that stuff, right? And then she also was like something about also known as the ninja looter in the community. I'm like, what? What is what is going on, Margaret? And then she brought up a very good point. Well, if I didn't do it, someone else would have. And I was like, Oh, it's fair, I guess. So well. I didn't really have anything to say to that. (laughs) It's a cool story, though. It's a cool story. It's just a story. Oh, right. Doesn't mean it's true. I just want to. But I will tell you this.
0: Legends are based in some form of reality.
1: Yes. And this reality is called bullshit. (laughs) It's bullshit. (laughs) It's the kind of.
0: Yeah, everybody in chat is like
1: sure. So Sim is one of the faster ninja looters. <laughs> you guys
0: wonder why he's so tired right now. What? What do you mean? I didn't think. The whole made a loot out there.
1: Yeah. Uh, there was no loot to be had. Okay, I was a watcher only in this situation. Oh,
0: so you 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 went through? You checked? And what? You missed it. I, I got you. Okay.
1: There was a lot of people's stuff <laughs> popping. I mean, people were popped like cherries in that Minecraft. We'll we'll talk about it, but. Boom! Boy, man boy was that fun 34k raised okay Pathfinders, ashes fam rock in it the ready's children's hospital in, in trepid studios steven gets pied in the face also i just want to take this moment that when you all choose to engage in a narrative that's false i think it's very important To pay attention how many times i just want to point this out okay steven i i i'm I'm sharing this with all the love in the world for you um but i'm going to share it because i think it's very important y'all remember unbelievable in chat unbelievable okay the clips that are being made this is just unbelievable (laughs) but let's just pause on your shenanigans all of you okay and i want for a moment to just state something okay You'll remember that trivia game that we made that we play every now and again. You remember the one about the last bonus question? Is it true or false? Right? Is Sim a Ninja Looter? There's options for no. Overwhelmingly, obviously no. Then there's yes, because Steven said so. And a bunch of y'all sheep chose that answer once upon a time. This clip is for you. Remember this. Remember this. Okay. Thank you. One moment.
0: <laughs> i was gonna try. No! Stop it! <laughs> Why would it do it? Is he actually
1: wielding the force? No! That'd be a horrible bad <laughs> bad wolf. Oh! That's cheating right Oh! I now. don't know what Oh! I am just <laughs> breathing!
0: I <I'm> just I just I I just 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 I'm I You yeah,
1: so. okay that's all i got that's all i got that's just you know it's just a clip i felt it was important i'm glad i could be there for for some evidence of my own it's not a false narrative though this is tangible evidence okay so just think about that just think just think about it free thinking is important friends that's all i'm saying <laughs> all right that's all i gotta say so anyway why don't we dig into the stuff and things from the actual you're not sold i don't see the connection <laughs> what in the actual okay i just need to breathe a little bit i'm gonna gentlemen breathing techniques are important friends for self-care i just want to put that out there for coping mechanisms and stuff when people are just unbelievably okay let's talk about the lord drop can we just talk a little bit for about the lord Drop, and we'll get back a little bit a little oh man wait should i talk about the minecraft thing and get out the way and then we can talk about the lord drop this is so hard to decide
0: depends do you want to include anything else in the show (laughs) <laughs> this is a good point <laughs> why don't we get the other stuff out the way because i feel like laura's gonna probably just take up the rest three of the pieces conversation of Lord Drops, three, three uh gents that love uh, to talk about the law yeah you yeah. know
1: cosmetics <laughs> let's talk cosmetics real quick i almost feel like i'm teasing people the water or the the home water's homecoming right now we usually do talk about these on one of my live streams in the week we're just kind of throwing it in here um Overall, you know, pretty cool. It's uh, an interesting theme for November for me. Wasn't really kind of what I expected. The pet's super cool, right? Then it looks like a Nikwa Dwarf. uh, It looks like this is like some sort of, uh, you know, outfit for them. At least it does to me. It looks like another, you know, uh, freehold cosmetic for them. We're getting a lot for we've gotten a lot for them, I feel like. We've probably gotten what like a few now for them. hmm When are the Vec gonna yeah. get some love again? Yeah. I feel like the Vec haven't really gotten love in a while, right? We've gotten the
0: right? Which ones haven't yeah. has have gotten the least I think love? It's been a while.
1: It's been a while. I'm thinking the tower was at the last one. They're due. Vec or due. Maybe you want another one after that. The dwarves have gotten a lot of love, though. Yeah, definitely.
2: The dwarves have gotten a lot of love Mm -hmm. Um, and like the
1: Renkai probably say the human. Yeah. Yeah. Kalar. Kalar. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Overall, it's pretty cool. Right. It it does sort of have, you know, when you look at like the caravan skin, it does actually sort of have like this. I don't know. Kind of. It feels a little bit like lead up to December sort of feel to it. But overall, it's not really something. Water. I probably would have seen that as like a spring thing. So it was definitely different because usually, I mean, we had like the one year where we had like the pack of like, you know, it looked like, um, it looked like a bunch of November stuff, right? It looked like a bunch of Thanksgiving-oriented sort of stuff. Um, so this was different to see this time of year. Overall, is pretty cool. I I mostly have to say that most of it doesn't resonate for me. Doesn't mean it's not good. Just doesn't really resonate for me, which I'm actually cool with because that means that, like, you know, they've hit, they've Save, hit saved it, the money this month. Pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty much, right? Pretty, pretty much. Basically that. But it, overall, that, that living wave pet skin, though, was really cool, man.
0: That thing's freaking adorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree there. I, I I very much get, like, I feel like this is a pack kind of dedicated towards our oce fam um it, it, it's got that really like uh polynesian kind of mm. feel to it and uh, correct me if i'm wrong but i think it's like spring going into summer there right now so fair Good maybe, maybe, point. maybe it's somewhat appropriate right yeah uh,
1: i yeah. love i
0: love the art i love the design of this i think it's gorgeous it doesn't appeal to me for something i want to buy but i absolutely love the way it looks i think it's really it does that influence justice i feel and that pet i mean i don't know yeah. i think
1: it's cool. would be a very good play on southern hemisphere right like people live in the southern hemisphere kind of this is like more seasonally appropriate for them um but that you know what that pet reminds me of right anybody else see it or is it just me does this remind you of the boss in Mists of Pandarian world of warcraft that one do you know which one i'm talking about
2: yeah yeah i don't that, remember like, the name retreats
1: back and you have to follow it and it's like you know there's like the was it the shaw of anger or something's like kind of messing with the waters or whatever and mm-hmm. it like yeah, retreats back until you have a final battle with it or something and yeah i, I remember it being in mr pandaria i forget the name but this totally reminds me of that um you know, and, and which was a really cool looking boss, at the, in my opinion. I thought it was really cool. It's a wet Groot. <laughs> I think it was like Immersus
2: or something like that. I want to say Immersus was That's the name so, of
1: the. Yeah, I can't remember, man. It's just such a hard thing to remember for me. But it's, it's a wet Groot. Nice. It's a wet Groot. <laughs> wet Groot. It is. I cool. mean,
2: I, I, re- I honestly, I don't know. I mean, generally, like, I, I. um I probably would have like under normal circumstances wouldn't have gone for this, but I know I've been kind of digging, wanting like a, like a nice beach vibe and they delivered this month um, on it for sure. So I like, I would say out of character in terms of things that I would normally go for, I'm actually really liking this. I like the freehold. I think somebody mentioned something yeah. about it, maybe being like a bar in Cancun. Uh, fun. <laughs> I, you know, I, I think that that's awesome. great
1: funny honestly
2: it's like now i want a water freehold hold more than anything Yo. like something that's on the coast oh i mean man. i would just love that
1: <laughs> can you imagine if you i mean think about having your own tavern off on like a coastal node and being able to apply something like that to it wouldn't that be sick
2: yeah that for would be sure. awesome
1: that would be perfect dude that would totally look that would be like a a, a literal uh you know like coastal node tavern or something that would look that would legit look perfect for it
0: my first thought when i saw that because i just saw them on the stream here for the first time Mm. was i wonder if that comes with tiki girls
1: oh my god (laughs) just (sighs) drinks
2: with umbrellas bro that's
1: funny (laughs) right some chairs on the beach yeah it's got
2: that like Tropical yep. vacation resort yes. vibe to it, and I really, really like that. That's cool. It does yeah,
1: yeah. It's pretty. It's I, pretty I, cool. I think
2: the mount is pretty intricate too. I I really like that. Mm. Um, and and like I think you had mentioned it too. Half tilt the necklace. Again, it's like that level of detail, and you know, just based on history, that they're gonna hit the mark on that. Yes. Actually, when that actually gets into the game, and yeah, definitely the, you know, the pet was in my opinion you know the the one that i like the most but i i like them all because they just i like the use of color the detail um and it just you know it it kind of gave me a little bit of like um i want to say like it's like a combination of a like a like a beach theme but also lotr with the costumes because i like the hood part of it. it just felt like you had like these Nico fishermen, fisherman mm-hmm. and they're kind of, you know, they've got their like little, you know, beach house and they're going to go out and they're going to, you know, do some fishing It's, just, yeah, I don't know. It just, it just vibe with me this year. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I actually do kind of dig the, the outfit for the dwarves right there. I, I, I'm kind of a big fan of that style. I don't know that I'd really care too much for like the colors per se, but I think as far as like the, the whole, like leave sort of like, I don't know, like sort of shoulders and like just the way that like the, the, I don't know if you want to say it's like a robe, but just the way their outfit sort of sits with the hood, that would be like pretty cool for like a, for like a dwarven mage style armor for me. Like if I was rolling around and I was playing a dwarf and he was a caster, like good old Puntus back in alpha one. Like if I was rolling around on my Puntus character, You guys get it, right? (laughs) (laughs) I wonder how many people (laughs) people are listening going, this. what kind of name is that? I'm like, take a moment.
2: Just let it marinate. It's a joke grenade.
1: You'll get it. You'll get there. But that's perfect, dude. I could imagine rolling around in something like that. That's actually, if I was going to be like a caster on a, on a, you know dwarf or like a gnome or something that's what I the way I'd want to look to me that vibes right. Um, if it's I can die, it does have ghillie suit vibes, doesn't it? On the shoulders and the upper arms, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, like, I bound hate on my legs and my arms and stuff. I'm like, man, you know, that's gonna yeah. don't be rolling around on a, you know playing Minecraft with uh the dev team though, because what a great segue <laughs> to talk about that, yo. Judging it was great. Can I just talk about something real fast? We shouldn't even bother doing building next year. <laughs> if history has ta- taught us anything, it's that the development team specifically enjoys ruining each other's worlds. Okay? Um, yeah, Autumn, I'm talking mainly about you, homie. The bloodlust was real not saying I didn't appreciate it at all, kind of did. Um, but it just turned into this like crusade where like they started building and the ones that won were the ones that, you know, we kind of judge. it was like, they just kept, they just stayed the course, man. They just really kept at it, persevered. No matter how many times someone came and burned their stuff, pretty much everybody burned everybody's stuff down, is what the long and short of this is, right? So why don't we just, I have a suggestion. How about next year, this is just a thought, right? Just a suggestion from, uh, you know, a lowly, you know, peasant in the community that suggests: Can we bring back the BR for next year and just have people jump in the BR and go ham? That'd be great. I'd love it. Could we? I would love it.
0: Why don't we you have team versus everybody,
1: or or whatever? You know what I mean? How about we just bring the BR back and do some sort of a I think that would be amazing because you know what I thought about as I woke up today, half asleep, not knowing where I was at in life or anything. I woke up today and I thought to myself, man, you know, that was kind of cool watching them go ham and just trying to take each other out and all the like fighting words. I'm like, that would have been so good if we were watching that in the deck of APOC environment. Also, how many people that have kind of joined in the past year and a half don't really have the experience of apoc by the way like some of us do and that we've shown videos of it and everything there's a lot of people that never really got to see that environment and so i'm kind of thinking to myself like look people want blood to burn right it's murder they want to get at their friends and take them out that's cool all in good fun it's in the game i support that decision could we spin up apoc that'd be cool
0: That'd be solid. I I'd would be. That would be so keen on that.
1: That would be kind of cool. I would like that. I would love to. I would love to do a commentary on that. You know, I would. I would. I'd have fun with that. You know what I mean? Oh, he's sniping from the top of the mage's tower. Oh, he's coming up with the potion launcher. You know what I mean? Oh, baby, bursting down. Son. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Yo,
1: I don't know, man. What do y'all think, though, fam? Do y'all think that that would be kind of cool? I don't, I like the Minecraft thing. I just think that, um, and I actually kind of like the direction it went. I'm not actually complaining. It was actually very entertaining. It started off, we were like, oh, they're using these things, they're doing these. They had some Toast had a really cool mini game sort of set up. People were like, and this was actually a really cool choice, too. I don't know if they could do this, but they had it to where there were donations amount where you uh, donation amounts where you could affect the Minecraft scenario, like dropping dynamite in, dropping people in. Like you would literally pick somebody and be like, all right, bloodthirst, go. You got to go and just head out there. First person you see you kill. Right. And take their stuff. And then you go. It, it was like, those conditions were great. I would love to see that in a BR though you know, like, like something no like you, you know, you, you got to go the next match with only like capall boots or this or that or whatever. And you got to stay on the tower. You know what I mean? You can't, you know, whatever, whatever the conditions are, it'd be pretty fun, man. It, it would be pretty fun. It would also give some really good insight for the people that are sort of newer uh, to kind of see, at least for my, in my mind, as we're getting into alpha two and talking about the, the skills and the the class kits that are going to become available to get an idea of like how some of these abilities and skills sort of have kind of evolved because you definitely do see some of those i mean you had the blink boots you had catfall boots right catfall boots tie into ranger stuff blink boots tie into mage stuff right you had bleed effects probably tying into fighter or something i'm guessing down the road so there were a lot of skills you had the bows and you know it'd be great people want to see bows again but i don't know it's just an idea i think it would be a lot of fun the minecraft shenanigans this year were uh, just absolutely hilarious as we got closer to the end i couldn't help but just laugh at just how horribly dreadful the whole situation sort of became (laughs) it was like i was no words for a while i was like oh wow this is happening like this okay
2: i mean i I came in just as one of the uh groups went i saw this beautiful structure i'm like oh that's so awesome and then all of a sudden i see all this lava everywhere and it burned that that to the ground and i was like so sad i'm like this hurts my heart a little man i mean then it was just it just went downhill from there but i have to agree like who who ultimately won were the people that were like, we're not going to let this deter us, you know? And it was really cool to see like some of the creativity. Mm -hmm. I mean, before stuff got burned to the ground, of course, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was a pretty good time. It was.
1: Yeah. I think frozen saying, I think Minecraft's better for the stream, but maybe not just a building competition. True they could have just made it an all-out like brawl sort of thing because there's minecraft pvp as well right and the thing that's really cool about that is like you know you could even like go okay so we're gonna have a a, a war build your build your forts you have like an hour to kind of create a stronghold right you have an hour or two or whatever to create a stronghold to set up a trap right you know what i'm saying and then go at each other i mean you could literally go your points here your points here you can see each other you're pretty good distance away and now the like two teams have got to duke it out you get you know we could be like you're here's the items you're gonna get here's the resources you're gonna get you know i mean build a stronghold build your defenses right this is what you get to start with you know here are some weapons strategize and go for it right and then you know being able to like just kind of like see it all happen that could be pretty entertaining who knows how long that go on for either. You know, you can even put like spawn points to where it's like boom, boom. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you could totally set up that way. So anyway, I'd love to see what people think, how they kind of felt about this year's Minecraft competition, what their big takeaways were bathe and fire. Anybody kind of something that comes to mind. Um, but yeah, I think the team that, that won, they just, they really did just sort of stay the course. And they really did try to keep like the tree, like the element of like, here was the, you know the sort of like uh, freehold they were supposed to go for or the sort of like structure they were going for and they they really did try to stick to it and and try to deliver on what that was and it certainly was not easy because some some people were left with nothing left except for a few blocks up hovering and you know of what once was the vision that they tried to create for us so anyway the cosmetics are in the shop the current cosmetics that we've been talking about are going to be in the shop right through december 8th 11 a.m pdt they're currently up right now you can go check them out if you're interested um as far as our notes on some of the other things we've talked about um all the things i really wanted to hit on we showed the clip as evidence to support um why it's important not to always uh, believe what steven says especially when he paints a false narrative around me or other people in the community um also, I just want to mention that there are clips out there um, of him trying to use his uh, GM powers to not die and stuff. Um, so it does align a bit. Uh, but I say that with all the love in the world, Steven. He took the pies to the face this year. He, he took them like a champ, but I was a little concerned because I was like, I feel like he's having a hard time breathing in there. If you've watched it, did you watch? know, <laughs> I was I, like- That
2: part woo! I did watch and then, they were like, I, I. There was a whole conversation before then. It's like, can we like put a pie on his head? And Margaret's like, <laughs> no, that's the brain of the operation, man. You can't, you can't mess with his head. <laughs>
1: oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah,
2: I, I do need to to
0: point out one thing about all these clips of Steven GM hacking and all that stuff. There's one key difference that isn't being pointed out right now that I, I'm going to shed some light on here. Okay. He never denies it. He never denies his use of these tactics. That's a fair
1: point. What are you trying to say though? <laughs> he
0: does it. He wears the badge with pride. <laughs> openly knows I'm a clicker in PvP. I'm not great at it. True. says it on the live stream. So mm, yeah, just to play a little devil's advocate, as I like to do from time to time, right. You want to? You want to?
1: Is there anything else you want to elaborate on that you're advocating for here?
0: No, no, not at all, not at all. I, I, I like too. leaving as as much up to interpretation as possible. <laughs> I figured so.
1: Gentlemen, you ready to dig into the good stuff here? This is the stuff we've been waiting for, and this is where the shit rest of the show is just gonna go.
2: Mm-hmm. Let's I'm ready. It.
1: <sighs> okay i'm just gonna talk about and i'm gonna link this uh shout out to lex and all of those that were that run the wiki they've gotten this allocated to the wiki in record time right lex was actually part of uh, some of the people that you know were were doing the minecraft building along with some of the community mods like v and some of you know like luring and some of the others a lot of intrepid staff right that that you know had their time there um which, by the way, they can get vicious up there at Intrepid Studios, man. They they can, right? But it's all good fun. Here we go, the wiki, my friends. Got up to three parts, okay? It, like we talked about last time, if certain milestones are met in typical format, in typical fashion, what do we get? Lore Bites. Friends, I'm just going to note, now, Daedalus has got some points. I know half tilt kind of got to look over some of this stuff I haven't read through thoroughly. Expect that we're gonna probably be talking about this a little while. Last year we took it. Pause. A clip in my chat called "Own It." Unpause. Okay. I'll come back to that later sometime. Three parts of the lore were revealed, okay it's okay. It's all good. It's all good fun. (laughs) Three parts of Laura revealed. Now last year, when we got Laura revealed, you remember last week when we talked, I was like, look, when they, when, if we hit the milestones, it's usually, usually significant enough to really thread tie pieces together, you know, take the thread to interweave the pieces that we've got to kind of like tie things together. It's definitely done that it's also raised questions as it typically does. Which I know we don't really have Steven coming on for anything. We did hit 150 episodes today, by the way, friend. So probably should have started the show with that. I don't really focus on the number, but I feel like that's probably worth noting today 150. Absolutely. Congratulations. Longest running podcast. Longest running podcast. Yeah. There it is. Well, there it is. in any case, we have the most episodes of weekly coverage for sure by far, right? It's a lot of dedication. It's a lot of time, friends, right? It's not to measure. It really is a lot of time. 150 episodes is a lot. Um, That's years, man. And that's years of both dedication from those on the show and all of you that are here. Because without all of you, quite frankly, the show wouldn't, we wouldn't have an audience. So we wouldn't, we wouldn't have a show. We'd just be, we'd just be talking to ourselves. Live streaming and talking to ourselves. So thank you for being here. But friends, oh, you know we like our lore on this show, don't you? Right? This has been a big 40 minute tease, y'all. <laughs> 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 and damn, you're gonna love this, I think. Let's just get into it. Can we talk about the one specifically? We'll just start with the one I want to talk about, and then we'll go from there. Minerva Arasana. Purine Emissary of the Light Pact, the Book of the Varan Exodus. Okay. We got three parts, and part one, this was written by Kyrie Patricka Arasana, or Patricka Arasana, however you pronounce it. I'm not going to, it's words here, but there is this really great introduction. And we've got Kyrie Patricka Arasana, chronologist, and is it Scribe Venner? How do you say that i've never actually seen that word my entire life
2: i'm assuming that scribe
1: <laughs> is that what that but is yeah, th- yeah
2: yeah very very like uh intricate language which i think was really cool too to be able mm-hmm. to see that yeah for sure
1: yeah so tales of the homecoming right and it begins talking about king a who we heard about last year And I'm going to hit a few of these points and just kind of read them. Okay. Real quick. Nothing too lengthy here, but for the people that are listening, starts off by saying, "Know then that the unforgivable sin of a was his unbridled hubris in an attempt to unlock the secrets of immortality. The torn King began an obsessive study of ancient artifacts and profane magics. Now friends, If you remember last year, we talked about King Atrax. The first lich on Vera. The first. We talked about his interactions with the ancients, but here we get a little bit more. So I'm going to continue. This drew the attention of the ancients, a fallen race banished into the void in ages past. For the first time since their exile the ancients became aware of the four races created by the seven to replace them as the stewards of creation. So this was the moment they became aware that the races actually exist. Right? So this is a big, this is a big snapshot. They didn't know until this occurred according to this. Right. And it continues when the ancients saw That these races were growing, multiplying, and conquering the world that had been taken from them. They became envious and spiteful. In a fit of pique, they unloosed the harbingers. Great balls of ice, dust, and corruption from the heavens. And hurled them upon the face of Vera. Important takeaway right there, my friends. These weren't just according to this text. My takeaway is these weren't just constructs na- that navigated their, their way here. We we've hypothesized around this for a long time. Did the others have a big hand in this? Well, maybe they did. Maybe this is a superficial excerpt from of text that gives us a bit of a snapshot. H- however, what we're hearing here is that the ancients right out of envy and spite what it sounds like to me, what are, what are great balls of ice and dust that exist in our heavens friends? Well, most of us are going to go probably going to gravitate towards what things like comets or asteroids. Those are probably things we're going to think of. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking in my mind, They, they just, you know, keep in mind, they're not in the material plane of Vera. They're not in that realm of existence. They're in this void. So it makes you wonder, well, when you're out there in space, how do, how do these planes really, how do they really align and interweave, right? Like what kind of influence level do the others of the ancients have outside of the planet itself? This, this material plane of existence, the planet. It makes you wonder and so i'm my thoughts are they just decided to corrupt things that existed in the cosmos and just shoot them sling them right on down direct them as ammunition i mean I, my mind is thinking asteroid belt s- snatch it corrupt it turn it into ammunition now right my mind goes to a different place than it did before again this is just a super off the wall idea but before we continue you what do you all think
2: yeah i mean i i'm actually thinking more the comet now that i've had a chance to let it you know this whole lore drop marinate a little bit i'm thinking it's definitely more like comet because back in you know was it delia's diary right they talked about lights in the sky right and granted that could also be an asteroid falling to earth but still i just felt like it it just feels like it's more than that and when they talk about ice like Mm -hmm. generally you're gonna see you know comets Comets. have that ice there so i mean this this was like a really really cool reveal to be able to get that and and just you know before i kind of dig into any more i mean i i think there was some trepidation from Maggie about the voiceover work on this, uh, but it was really good. It added so much to it to be able to kind of get the different voices in there. It just, it just added a lot um, more depth to it mm-hmm. than just reading it would have. Um, so I think that that's really, really good. And and the fact that you see generations of um, you know, the Pyrian race, Uh, And we start getting some more hints at, uh, you know, the length of time that, you know, elves, you know, can be on, you know, alive. I mean, I think that was good, too. You know, we were probably now I would speculate now a couple of thousand years, which, you know, is in line with what we think of classic elves. But it's still nice to kind of see that. Um, It's nice to see some of those things. And there's there's more as you get on with it in regards to like some racial traits yeah. but it was really good to be able to see them potentially hinting at some of the racials that might come into play particularly with the elves particularly with um you know the the tolnar as well cuz there's just so much here uh, but yeah this this one especially I think was really good to be able to see all those connection points between Atrax, tracks between the ancients between the seven And like what they did in order to, you know, activate um, the portals to Sanctus and then what the trigger point was to bring everybody back. Mm. And it felt like, okay, so I kind of felt like this was, you know, some somewhat of like a, a flavor version of what happened on Earth, right? With an extinction level event wipes the world clean and starting over. And maybe some of the tenants around how the seven, um, you know, wanted the races to behave. And at the end of the day, right now, that will be in the player's hands, whether or not they choose to unite or splinter or what have you. Right. This mm-hmm. this is the story that we're going to tell. So, yeah, I, this 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 was really good stuff. And I'm I'm definitely want to do some rereads um, when I'm a little more awake just to see if there's any more nuggets. But there's definitely a lot here. Um, wow. Even in just this first one, where it kind of shifts voices between,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
2: uh, earlier in the lineage of uh, Arisiana uh, and and kind of later on with the the scribe, which I don't know I, I I like this. I almost like got some bard vibes from it because you've got a storyteller, you've got a chronicler, mm-hmm. and I know in the past um, Stephen has mentioned something about you know, bards don't necessarily need, just need music, right? They they can have dance they can have you know they can write i mean this is just again just a lot of layers here Just a lot to kind of talk about at least from my perspective i know there's probably all a lot from all uh all y'all too but uh but yeah this this was a really good first first one um Mm -hmm. it it whetted the appetite for sure for the others yeah
1: Oh, i've got more thoughts too we aren't even done with the first one
0: We might need three episodes just to get through all three pieces of this. Yeah,
1: you kidding me. I'm gonna be talking about these on live streams for weeks still outside of this show. This is gonna take. This is plenty of content. I told you. I told you they dropped stuff. Then and, and then it's like, oh shit! Thanks for the thanks for the content for the next month and a half, two months till the end of the year. Appreciate it. Believe me, I can but work the with the it. That's the
0: fun part, right? You mm-hmm. share your thoughts. Yep, and then we hear those thoughts. And we combine wow. those with our thoughts, Bounce and then around. portray those, and then you know, the whole, this perpetuates throughout the whole community. So, yep. yeah, guys, hop in the Discord, yes. share your thoughts on this lore too, because mm. this theory crafting is what is a ton of fun to oh, do. Oh, yes. and, and the little <laughs> points and the little takeaways, a lot like you might be the only person that sees it from a certain angle. Yes. And it just it sheds a whole new perspective on the whole take, you know.
1: Exactly. And and
0: that's the cool stuff, right? Like mm-hmm. we all have different approaches, different things that we parse through this with and and that's where it's at. Like Yes. I I loved I loved the way this was delivered this year. Like last year mm-hmm. uh, the the content was awesome. Steven was reading it all just kind of on the spot. That was really cool. This was all clearly well prepped ahead of time and rehearsed yeah. and everything done with the voice acting. I loved how it was delivered. That was super cool to me because it really ties into the game now. It's not just somebody reading you a story per se. Yes. Love that. Love that. Mm-hmm. This first one, man, it tied so much of last year's and the old APOC logs together. That kind of yeah. origin story really started to get a bit of light behind it. You know, yeah, we learned a little bit now about the Elvian race, what their lifetime is like. Um, but we also learned, you know, talking about the comets and the harbingers coming down. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That talks about something in this physical plane that the ancients might not have had access to. What did the others play a part in that? Did the others treat these harbingers the same way the seven treated the four portals, the divine gateways? Yeah, Maybe that's their way of doing it. I, I, the comets are clearly a vehicle. They're a vehicle to bring and spread corruption. Like How many sci-fi movies have we seen that an asteroid hits Earth and some alien contagion or species now takes over and infests and consumes everything it can consume because it's a virus and it spreads. Now I'm thinking that this is like what the corruption kind of is. Is this something that the ancients had simply discovered? Was the corruption already in the universe this whole time and they just discovered it and found a way Mm -hmm. to... Uh, become one with it and spread it or be able to be be immune to it in, in, in a way so that it doesn't completely take over their ability of self-control. We understand now a little bit more about the timeline of events. This took the, the, the exodus to sanctus happened as a result of the harbingers and the corruption and everything spreading. And then the races were very torn apart and fighting and very futile at first yeah. over resources and just their own basic survival as is, is we see in our own world. But then they slowly started to come together a bit. Now this happened apparently over the course of about 4,000 years. What we, The big piece that we didn't know before is the why did they come back to Vera? They were taking the time to rebuild the Light packs. What I see from this as players we are all entering the world as a member of the light pact and 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 now we have to choose are we going to fight for that or not but we are coming back as kind of this that 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 was kind of what i got at the last the last little bit last few sentences of this uh first lore drop is that we're all of the outposts being established around vera at first are light pack low maybe not all of them but a the Light Pact is spreading a bunch of outposts around. So that's going to be a huge port, part of that initial character development storyline, I think, mm-hmm. where the Talnar come into this. Now that's a whole other story and we'll get oh, to that. But yeah. for, for, for the Lord drop one, that's kind of my big takeaway. Is we've got just over 4,000 years of rebuilding a focus through many generations to now come back and reclaim our home world.
1: You know, one of the things I wonder about is, well, I mean, first of all, as Vera fell, the seven activated the divine gateways. These ancient portals transported the four races to safety on the Tellurian non-magical world of Sanctus to await the day they could safely return to Vera. So the seven activated it. We also know that the avatar of the phoenix essentially is like the fuel for it, right? I mean, that's the way I looked at it—the fuel, the conduit of some sort, right? And it's essentially like the source of keeping it open. We we know this from last year. So, you know, it's like it makes you wonder: like, is there like sort of a ritual that took place to kind of open it? Is there like a communion with a deity to kind of open it? How did that? How does that exactly sort of? unfold specifically like the details of that i mean i would light pack right i mean it, to me in my mind clearly it would be light packed i mean order of the seven exists for a reason right the gateways were i mean the light packed are the ones that helped to essentially build those gateways to create them but this Telorian, is that like tolmar what What is that? Because I go and I look at the wiki and I try to like scour what we mean by tellurian. And that it
2: actually means of the earth. Is it? Which, yeah. Oh, yeah I actually interesting.
1: Up. So why don't we dig into that Daedalus? What are we thinking with Talurian?
2: I, mean, I, I started looking at all these words. I'm like, they were very precise with the mm-hmm. words they chose. Right. Obviously as you know, As writers, and I know I think Wynn and a few others had a hand in this, and they kind of banged this out right before Mm -hmm. the charity stream. But they were very, very uh, purposeful with the words they use. And it, I've always (laughs) in the back of my mind, and I don't know how true this is, maybe it's an Earth like planet, right? But I feel like Mm Sanctus, they're always hinting that it's like Earth, right? Is everyone gets Exodus to like a planet with no magic, right? A place with no magic. You know, they say the word Tellurian, which again, it's like it links it back to earth-like planet, right? Because it's it's a place of the earth. So, it's I don't know. I think I think they're they're continuing to give us crumbs and threads to kind of tie this all together and I just it just feels like um this is uh, you know, this is Is linking it back to some sort of Earth-like planet. Whether or not it's actually Earth is kind of to you know I guess to be confirmed at some point in the future. Um, But still, I I do like the fact that they you know were very purposeful with some of these words. You kind of had to pause, Mm -hmm. read, reread, and kind of get to it. And there's just a a lot more you know detail and that unfolds after that because what you were saying, Half Tilt. Definitely, it's like, yeah, we're all potentially all part of the light pack, but also, right, I think based on and this might have been in more of the third lore drop than the first um, was they were talking a lot about maybe conflict when everybody did go to Sanctus and how um, the Elven races, you know, their, you know, their ability to hold their own was severely impacted by the fact that there wasn't magic. So kind of coming back to, we, you know, some of the thinking that, you know, the Elven Races are more like attuned to magic and not having that connection to the Essence on Sanctus, or at least connecting to some sort of magic, it put them at a disadvantage. And now I'm just thinking, okay, now coming back, okay, Stella's got a groove back, right? So now we've got magic coming back into the picture and obviously right as you deal with different types of you know races you're going to get inevitably get conflict when one becomes more powerful than the other or one that was subjugated potentially on sanctus now Mm -hmm. becomes a force to be reckoned with once again Mm -hmm. and how does that play into the lore um and and one of the other things that I thought was really cool as they were setting this up is the fact that all these stories that we're getting snippets of now are going to be, like, there when we come into the world for the first time, right? That we're going to be able to go and write these lore books. And I was joking with Sim here before the podcast, man, I'm going to probably lose a few hours of leveling time because I'm going to go and look <laughs> for all these books so I can read up on them yeah. and, you know, you know get my, my lore in before... Um, you know, before uh, we get there, um, you know, just to, to start the leveling process, I, I need some some pre uh, time to be able to do that. Maybe we'll see those in al- alpha or beta, but I, I doubt it.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, Tolorian, huh? Mm-hmm. Of or inhabiting the earth, very specific. Or if we're going with noun, an inhabitant of the earth specifically so is sanctus supposed to be earth or is it supposed to be earth-like is the question Mm -hmm. right is this an alternate explanation for our own world and cosmos or is it a parallel in in regard to terminology that's the question because you know, as someone who's like a world builder myself, I have I have tinkered with the idea of stories and another explanation for how Earth could exist. It's fun, because what if Earth had magic or didn't have magic? What if us as human beings or, you know, uh, those who exist on this planet had a, had another explanation for our own history? There's a lot of ways, you know, and we even talk about um, Stephen talking about the stargate and how that has an influence in like, you know, some Mm -hmm. of that. So the, the guy's, the guy's minds working in the same domain as some of the things I've really enjoyed stargate, right. A lot Mm -hmm. of these different things that we've seen, you can't help but wonder where this is going, right? Like specifically where it's going, like what, what the vision is. Cause I don't know. I, I never sat in those D and D sorry, pathfinder campaigns. Back in the day when he was brewing the stuff up, right? There's only certain people that know, and I love lore. I love it. I love it. I love it. But here's another good takeaway: is the um Elven lifespan. I don't know. Half tilt. Dig into any of that, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, close to 2k years. That's now. I, I'm. That, that's two generations on Sanctus. That's not much. I'm really curious to see where the other one, other races are going to lie on there. I mean, obviously humans, they've gone through dynasties in the time of one elven life. Like, the, the disparity there is huge. Just huge. Wow. And that, that mastery that they can develop in that time, that one with the essence that they can attune themselves to in that time, Yeah, there, there's something, there's going to be something more there, I think, something special there. But I also agree, yes, elves are really good for throwing at orcs.
2: Unbelievable. (laughs) One other thing, I kind of just uh, jumping off of your point around uh, Stargate and kind of the parallels there. One of the things that really just kind of, you know, gets my at about other games, right, is there's always, like, whenever there's, like, a new area, it's like, oh, we just discovered this new area we didn't know about, right? And that always steams me because it's like, wouldn't you always know it was there? I mean, you know, at some point, right? But I do like the idea of, like, as we get into, you know, maybe getting a little ahead, but as we get into, like, areas of expansion, Like, it would be really neat to be able to have, like, portals to other worlds we can go to that, from a biome perspective, are just vastly different from Vera. Uh, I think that would be really cool to be able to do. And maybe some of the quest lines um, that lead up to that could be us building another Divine Gateway or, you know, somehow unlocking a Divine Gateway in a dungeon or Mm -hmm. something, or a raid for that matter, I mean, I just I feel like there's a lot of possibilities here with the divine gates being a thing and and allowing people to go to other worlds, um, other than Vera. Uh, so uh, yeah, it just definitely mm-hmm. again, just once again, really rich here and mm-hmm. and conversations for for days. We've hypothesized. On this. Worth,
1: oh yeah, worth, we we hypothesized. I mean, I think one of my earliest like theories is we're we're not just gonna be on vera the moment you tell me there's a gateway like we go back to the earliest information around ashes of creation right what was the original story blurb that we had thousands of years the gateways have opened and we return that's the initial or like that's the story from back in the kickstarter and and stuff right the Mm -hmm. gates have been asleep for a long time they've been activated we enter a once forgotten land essentially to pioneer a new beginning for civilization. That's it. That's that's ashes of creation in a nutshell, the most basic form of why we're in the like, what we're doing when things start, what we do when we get here, that's it. Everything else is just the all the layers of detail that that really superficial explanation uh, is indicative of. Right. And so when you you look at all of these things here i mean we've talked like the second you tell me there's a gateway we're going through and that people are coming from another planet back to one that they've been gone from for a long time most solar systems have multiple planets you're already telling me there's one more now we're talking about realms and uh, separation of material and the void and and different planes of existence and stuff and you tell me we're going to come back from a, a tellorian planet um, yeah that 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 nerd thing that we talked about last week just kind of happened but i apologize
0: (laughs) (laughs) valid valid you you guys
1: literally we a gateway to any damn planet you want anytime um the elder scrolls online does a really cool thing with the realms like the daedric planes and realms of existence they have this like world map uh well map of tamriel we'll call it a map of tamriel it's not really the map of nern per se it's the map of tamriel and on the map of tamriel on the outer tract there are these little bubbles and you can click on the bubbles you can go in there's a new map new expansion that release has that right now these are realms of or planes of existence uh you know for like the daedric realms that we go to or something like that I mean perfect setup, right? The world the mm-hmm. world map expands to a universal cosmic map. You have it in World of Warcraft 2. You got Azeroth, you got the Eastern Eastern uh Kingdoms, you got uh Kalimdor on the on the um western side, Eastern Kingdoms on the Eastern side, and you got your world map and you got all the stuff that pops up over time, right? Then mm-hmm. what eventually happens is you can go through what the dark portal, burning crusade? Mm-hmm you are setting us up for plenty of planets, realms of existence, wherever the hell you want to go. I called it years ago, I'm still sticking to it. We will not always play on Vera. We'll leave Vera, we'll go somewhere else. I 100% believe it, without a doubt. And all the years have taught me is that I should feel more confident about that.
2: Absolutely, and and plus, like there's just so many possibilities with you know gates because gates can malfunction gates can be sabotaged right so you could have like a tear in the plane of existence and have like an area pop up i mean (laughs) nerd factor to 27.25 right on this podcast i'm telling you yeah (laughs) right there's so much there's so much they could do here um you know definitely and honestly you know what what's I started thinking about as we were moving to Sanctus and like hearing about like elves losing their magic. Is this like kind of like a, a Star Trek thing where at some point, you know, the Klingons didn't have their foreheads? Did the elves not have their ears? Did they not have a lengthy lifespan while on Sanctus or did they still? Right. How does that all work? Um, and how, like, upon their return, right? I'm just, I'm honestly, I'm really intrigued now. Um, by the origin story um, for the elves coming back, uh, and kind of how that the chat does not necessarily liken the fact that they might not have their uh, their pointy ears here, but Look. it's still it is it it is definitely you know there's there's some different ways you can go with this, so I'm really intrigued to see how the races handle themselves, like in terms of like their appearance when they did not have magic versus now coming back and like how that transition occurred. Um, and obviously it's not like instantaneously they're like back to their powerful selves. There's obviously a, a, a leveling process we're going to have to go through to rediscover our magic. Um Even for the human like based races, but it's still like a lot of, you know, layers here in terms of the the travel between worlds.
1: Man, you know what? You hate on elves if you want to. I'm not saying I'm just pro elf, but let's not get it twisted. Based on what we're reading here, if the elves didn't have the lifespan that they have, what might have been lost in history? Like, you know what I mean? What might have been lost if they hadn't been there to to keep account of it for so long. Right? Yeah we originally talked about, I think we like hypothesized somewhere in the area of like 5,000 years, roughly, you know, if I'm not mistaken. Pretty damn close. Of mm-hmm. the, yeah. From Exodus to return. Right. So 5,000 years, if we're roughly going to estimate that, um, that Kyrie was, uh, as a chronologist is 863 years old by elven reckoning and rapidly approaching midlife, double it up 16, 1700, roughly. You know, if you're going to say 2000 is like a rough estimate of lifespan for an elf, 246, great grandmother, do the math, it adds up. I mean, she could be alive at the time of the return. Right? Great grandmother. We're we're talking roughly 5000 years by the time she's this is actually this whole text is written. You know, she she probably is going to be a a character in this game, I would be shocked if she wasn't.
2: Yeah. I would agree there. Wise old sage.
1: Yeah. You know, the one that's kept, kept, you know, the history, the person that's a reflection of that. And, um, you know, like, like the elves or not. I mean, I I have a feeling that Kyrie is going to be a prominent figure when we come back, you know, someone that you're going to be probably interacting with on some, some level. I would be shocked if you weren't. I mean, it's good though. If that's the case, you know, I'm just, it's a little bit of speculation, but I don't think it's really too far-fetched. But it's kind of cool if that's the case. If we're, here we are gearing up for Alpha 2 and we're kind of getting a little bit of of a historical perspective on a potential primary character that we we might very well be interacting with for a lot of the game. Mm-hmm. That's cool, man, because we don't really know a whole lot. We've we've talked a lot about the past, haven't we? But we haven't really talked about a, a figure of the present that potentially could exist. And this very well could be one of our first snapshots of a key character in the story present day that exists as we are essentially rebuilding civilization back on Vera. Kind of cool, man. We haven't really... This is to me kind of like bridging the gap of the past and the present a bit and uh if that's what intrepid did with sharing this this story here um very well done, I think very well done um, absolutely
0: yeah, it, it, it's a it's a key way of not making the past feel so long ago true because because now when you've only got like a couple of steps in the tracking of that information and keep keeping that knowledge. It's going to be a lot easier to accurately remember that and portray it when we come back. Yeah. So that can lead to quicker adoption of the essence and just getting at that initial foothold when we come back to Vera.
2: Yeah, that and the, the dynamic relationship that all the races have, because obviously you have a race that has a long lifespan. Others will be, you know, at, you know, somewhere either in between or at the low end right thinking like humans in relation right if if they're following that thread and how like elves kept their chronicle versus you know the human races and the dwarven races and the orcish races i mean there's there's just a lot there too like understanding like how those dynamics felt and how potentially like those different races handled their society because we you know, with longer lifespans, one would expect there would be more consistency in leadership. So you may or may not have like a lot of change outside of maybe their military strategy that they into that. But like, how does that dynamic work in terms of politics with each of the races? Yeah. Right. Knowing that there's just these different levels here, mm-hmm. too.
1: You know, I'm really excited about it right now. We're most of the way through a potential show and we barely even skimmed the surface of this stuff and even bounced around on it. I'm like so freaking excited about continuing these conversations right now because, yeah, I'm just like as a, as, a, as a you know future storyteller myself, I'm just sitting here looking at this and I'm going, you know, no wonder they maybe you're putting so much care into where we're going with kind of sharing lore, you know, like putting it in the way that they did for the live stream. This is this could potentially be like some very important. I just want to get I just wanna snatch Steven up and be like, all right, man, hold on, I gotta ask you. Gotta ask you, man. Is this is this one of our present day characters? Can we just get a confirmation on that? You know, this is one of those days where I I kind of miss like that official content creator chat where I could shoot him a message and he'd be like, Oh, he might answer something. And then you're like, hey, can you share it? And he's like, Yeah or nay, or whatever. But now I'm realizing I don't need that chat. I can just shoot him a message anytime. He might ignore it. He may not message me back. But if he does, and he just confirms it, ooh, that'd be great. I also want to kind of ask him on to pick his brain about stuff. But I also respect the guy's time. So it's also like, well, I can wait until the spring when we hit our next anniversary year or whatever. But I'm also like, I don't want to wait that long. I guess we'll find out. I don't know what the hell to do, y'all. I'm just kind of stewing on it. This is cool. Uh, if this is a present day character, then I'm sitting here in the back of my head going, oh, well done. One hell of a way to weave together the years of lore that you've shared all the way back from Delia's diary up until now. Well done if this is the case. And I really hope so. And it doesn't feel like much of a stretch if that's the case. It really doesn't. Um, Man. ooh." and that's one excerpt there's one we got two more i guess i'm just gonna loosely ask the question gentlemen was there anything else about the lore that you really want to make sure that we just jump into we want to mention today we got plenty of time to detail things i'm mindful of the time i know i'm asking a potentially a lot or a little of you i know it might be hard to answer the question i see daedalus over there going
2: who oh, get it yes <laughs> exactly it's like (laughs) if i pull something out here we might be here another 24 (laughs) hours i'm telling you right now
1: oh Uh, man we need the rest of the month to talk about all the things that are here and i love what you said half tilt because i 100 percent agree with this and this is something that i have said for years now friends five years man i have been sharing thoughts feedback and talking about ashes with community for five years about now or about the five years now it's hard to believe it went that fast but uh this show started out of a desire to build community around ashes of creation to find people who enjoyed talking about the same things related to the game system mechanics possibilities future endeavors lore and one of the best things that yeah originally called the Simcast because it made sense because I didn't have a vision and I never did podcasting and you know what I feel like I know what the hell I'm doing now and it feels good it was a journey it was a it was a journey of development personal development and development as a creator and this show specifically is the foundation for my ability to entertain as a content creator 100% hands down it is it genuinely is 150 episodes you learn a lot okay so I have this uh, all of what I've invested personally into this what you all have invested into this and this whole journey as a whole has has brought forth but the best thing about it and going back to what half tilt said is when we sit around and we talk about with the powder to the face and left my ass off, we just get talk about getting dusted. It seems so has multiple meanings. Talk to me later. (laughs) Friends, the best experience I can, I can tell you, I have hanging out and talking with all of you is when we brainstorm ideas. And I could be sitting here talking about, oh, I think this and I think that and someone says, yes, and but what about this idea? And then you're like, oh, shit. And then that idea plants a seed and that grows right next to the other idea you had. And now you got these two fully developed ideas. And then you realize they're different and yet the same and then another idea comes forth and then that gets shared and then someone else and then another person and then it goes full circle and as a community we've been able to put together a lot of pieces that have made a lot of sense for this game and we've had a lot of really great community experiences and conversations most importantly in my opinion and that is what makes this show mean so much to me And that's what makes all the ashes talks, ashes, HQ, all the time invested, hanging out, chatting about ashes worth it because it's such a good time. And friends, we've got at least two more story blurbs to talk about. That's going to take us through the rest of the month. I promise you along with the news, along with the stuff of things that are going to be shared. And then we are very likely to have some more because all of those ideas are going to do exactly what we just talked about. We're going to take those ideas. We're going to pull from that. And then we're going to brainstorm some more. We're going to hit the end of the year with a bunch of different ideas. People are pondering, and then hopefully we'll be getting into seeing more of systems. And this is the momentum. My friends, this is how we stay the course over all the course of this game's development. So buckle up, kick back, Go check out their most recent uh, charity live stream if you didn't catch it. Catch out the, catch the video blurbs that are there. Check out the wiki we've linked and shared that we'll be talking about. Put on your thinking hats. Gather around again real soon like we will be doing this week between now and next time. And most importantly, on this specific topic and absolutely not the new, uh, ninja looter topic, I'd like to hear your thoughts about what do you think what do you think about this story of kyrie uh yeah. the the long life of the elf and you know, the elven races that have been or the elven race rather that was on well, technically races if you go with you know the two sub races now or whatever but what do you think about that? We piggyback off the King A-Tracks discussion. So brainstorm, share your thoughts. I'm really hoping you do between now and next podcast because I would love to take those ideas, ponder those before we move into the next one. And that's exactly what we're going to be doing next time, my friends. Moving into the next one, gathering your thoughts and your feedback as always. And before we sign off for today, gentlemen, is there anything else you can think of that we want to talk about? Specific to today's show, before we wind this one down,
2: no, just excited for the future. I think that's yeah. kind of the the takeaway for me. I'm I'm excited to dig into episodes uh, two and three of the Lord reveal uh, next time.
1: Absolutely, Hopta. What about you? Same,
2: Same boat. Um, uh,
0: <laughs> there's there's a lot lot more to talk about.
1: Oh yeah, we'll we need have, some
0: time. Yeah,
1: we will need some time, and that's
0: just fine by me, friends.
1: So everyone. Remember, you don't have to be on the podcast. If you're here sharing in the journey, watching, listening, you're a Pathfinder. Share your thoughts. You can do it via discord.gg forward slash smorg. Leave a comment on the video on YouTube, right? Shoot me a DM, whatever you want to do. Gentlemen, before we uh, sign off, why don't you shout out your domains? Let everybody know where they can find you when you're not here on this show.
2: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash the Ashen Herald
0: and half tilt. I am on Twitter at half underscore tilt or on discord half tilt gamer.
1: Friends, like I said, might be the end of today's show, but in closing, once you all to remember whether you are listening to the podcast, whether you watch us live here on Twitch, every 5. PM, cdt cst i guess now here in the u.s uh sundays at 5 p.m or catching it on youtube I want you to remember you two are an ashes pathfinder we are really happy to have you here along on this journey with us much love to all of you thank you for your time much love to intrepid studios great job everyone involved in this last charity really truly proud of you all and Until next time, friends, live your best lives. Walk in the light. Have a great night. We'll see you again next Sunday. Good night, everybody.
0: Take care, folks.